Hi, and welcome to Perspectives on Perseverance. I'm your host, Joe Ferguson, and joining me as always is Dr. Mark Ballard, president and founder of Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont. At NEBC, we are committed to developing the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, and the perseverance of a soldier. This podcast seeks to provide biblical, historical, and contemporary perspectives on perseverance that will help you persevere in your walk with the Lord and in your service to Him, to His people, and His creation. This is episode 23. Join me as we have another special episode in regard to the COVID-19 crisis in our country. How are you today, President Ballard? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I've been thinking about perseverance a lot in this uh, COVID crisis. Uh, no doubt uh, this is a time for us to uh, think about and talk about persevering. we got to persevere in a lot of different ways, don't we? It cer- yeah, we certainly do, President Ballard. And, and I, you know, there's one issue of perseverance that I have just been thinking about for me and all my extroverted buddies and, and friends out there. How do we persevere in isolation? It is, it is just a nightmare. I mean, you see these memes on Facebook popping up of uh, check on your extroverted friends, but how do you check on your extroverted friends when you're <laughs> isolated and they need to see you in person? Well, uh, I know that not all of the country is uh, experiencing the same kind of isolation that we are That's here true. in Vermont and New York uh, and several other states, but... Uh, the fact of the matter is, folks, uh, here in Vermont, uh, we're, we're kind of under a stay-home, stay-healthy order with few exceptions, uh, and uh, we, we have uh, very few exceptions to that in our state right now, uh, but things that are, um, are critical and so forth uh, are able to continue. And so uh, that is a challenge, Joe, and uh, one of the things that I would say about that, and probably right up front, uh, we need to focus on our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we find our security and significance in so many ways. Uh, we tend to, even when we know that that's in the Lord, we tend to put that security and significance in relationships and in our job or in our um, in our finances, and all of those things are being being challenged right now. And so it gives us an opportunity to really focus in on what we say all the time, and that is, He's all I need. And uh, the reality is, is you're never alone. If you know Jesus as your Savior, He is with you. He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, in Hebrews 13, mm-hmm. 5. And so therefore, we can be content in whatever state we're in because we have Jesus. Um, now, hey, wait a second. Where did Paul write that statement? Uh, well, Paul wrote that we can be content in whatever state we're in in, in Philippians 4, which, yes, we're going to in a minute. <laughs> but actually, Hebrews 13.5 even also says uh, that uh, we should be content because he himself has said he'll never leave us or forsake us. And you know, Joe, there one of the cool things that I think is happening right now uh, for pastors and uh, Christians all, all around uh, our country, especially those that are under, um, under very strict isolation orders like, like in New York and here in Vermont and other places like that, is that it's uh, causing us to be very creative. Uh, we, we're doing things on Zoom, we're doing things on Facebook Live, we're using our phone more than we have in a long time. <laughs> wait, 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 that's a good thing? Uh, yeah, because we're actually <laughs> using our phone instead of just texting and Facebook, we're, we're also calling people uh, because, uh, you know, we're reaching out and touching someone for the older generation out there that remembers those commercials, but, uh, but we're actually uh, talking, we're calling people on the phone. 
and uh, making those connections. And so texting's good and uh, Zoom's good, Facebook's good, all of those things, but uh, also uh, making phone calls and checking on people. You know, President Ballard, I got to tell you, I, I think you're right. We've been using our phones a lot more. It's been a lot more productive. I've had some great conversations with church members. Pastor, if I, I just, I just want to throw this out there. Call your church members this mm. week. They mm-hmm. would love to talk to you, mm-hmm. whether or not you realize that. They seem like that on Sunday. They, the quietest one in your church may love to talk to their pastor over oh. the phone just because of all that's going on. Um, but I've been doing video chats with my father, and, and I got to tell you, the biggest mistake I ever made was teaching my father about filters <laughs> on Facebook Messenger on the video chat. And I mean, it's, it's I'm talking to a pizza head constantly. <laughs> So just be careful who you video chat with and what you teach them to do. Uh, well, it doesn't replace uh, that uh, opportunity to be together. And and as as believers, we we want to we want to be creative and do everything we can. But we also uh, want to uh, look for the day where we can all be back in the Amen. same room, uh, yeah. where we can uh, gather together. So we do need to persevere, and that perseverance starts uh, really with focusing our attention on our relationship with Christ because he'll never leave us or forsake us. There's nothing that can separate us from him and his love. Uh, if you know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't, uh, we'd love to uh, share with you how that you could come to know Christ as, as your Lord and Savior as well. But mm. the the fact is, is that's where it starts. Uh, but then find creative ways to reach out. I know one of the things, Joe, that uh, the church where you and I uh, serve uh, is doing right now as well is uh, several of the members are writing notes of yeah. encouragement uh, that we are now um, uh, working with disaster relief in our area to put in Mills on Wheels and uh, several of our, our uh, faculty and staff and students here at the college are, are doing that as well and so we're, uh, right now DR is helping deliver about 300 meals a day here in Bennington and uh, we're getting as many uh, notes of encouragement and even opportunities to share the gospel by writing a note and uh, putting those in with those mills. And uh, there, there are other creative ways uh, we think that we're going to be able to uh, engage the, the communities around us here uh, in, in the coming days. And so um, it's different, but uh, we can still minister. And what we don't want to do is isolate ourselves from, from God or from being used by God, because even even if you are completely uh, under a quarantine of staying in your house, there's ways that you can reach out to people, and we should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I, I hope that our listeners are finding ways to reach out to one another, uh, to persevere in whatever form of isolation you may be facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, we have the opportunity to love people because we've been loved by Christ, but President Ballard, I know uh, that you didn't necessarily want to talk about perseverance and isolation, uh, although you did humor the subject, so you said we were going to get to Philippians 4, so I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, in regard to perseverance and COVID-19 today. Yeah, you know, uh, persevering in our faith in the midst of the financial struggle is also Mm -hmm. something that people are dealing with a lot, and uh, you know, um, we've all been facing this, and we have seen uh, crazy things happen with the stock market and with the oil industry. Uh, we've had three good days uh, last week of the stock market re- rallying, but then on Friday, things uh, get, begin to look a little shaky again there, and um, there's a lot of reasons for that, they tell us. But but the stock market clearly is going up and down. 
Uh, people are concerned about jobs. Uh, we saw that the jobless numbers when they came out last Thursday uh, were over 3 million. I mean, that is just like a, an all-time record for us of people filing 3.3 million, I think it was, applying for mm -hmm. unemployment. And, and there's just a lot of concern uh, about finances. And um, I understand that. And uh, there's concern about uh, uh, jobs, and there's concern about how are we going to pay the bills, and there's concern about our health insurance. There's concern about just so many things in regard to finances. And still, um, though we have done a lot to beef up the supply chain as a nation, uh, there's still uh, empty shelves in stores and uh, on, on some items, and sometimes it's strange items uh, <laughs> that you're not really sure why it is that the, the people are grabbing the, those things, but, you know, there's just all of that. And so, Joe, in the midst of all that, I just want to take a, a few minutes to remind our listeners today of a truth that if you've known the Lord for very long, you know, but it's easy to forget in the midst of this. And in Philippians, when Paul wrote the book, it was very difficult time in his life. Uh, he was in his first Roman imprisonment. Um, the end of Acts, last chapter of Acts tells us that he was in his own hired house. That meant he had to pay rent, but he was under guard he had um, some of his missionary team with him. We don't know for sure who all. Wait, probably. wait, wait! He had to pay to be in prison. Uh, yeah, he had to he had to rent a house and be under guard. <laughs> That's exactly right. Different times. Different, different times. times. <laughs> and of course, he couldn't work. Uh, he, he couldn't do his tent making job uh, because he was under arrest, and so he had to come up with this somehow. And he didn't know how he was going to do it. And he had other people with him that he was taking care of, and. And, and it was a, uh, a financially difficult time. In fact, he describes it in Philippians chapter 4 of being uh, learning both how to be abased and how to abound. Uh, in other words, to, to have needs that he didn't know how they were going to be met, and other times in his life uh, having his needs more than met. But in this particular time, it was, a, it was very difficult for mm -hmm. him. Uh, but God moved on the Church of Philippi to send support. And uh, they sent some financial support for him, and uh, he's, he's rejoicing, and he's thanking them for it in chapter 4, and he's saying, hey, uh, I am just rejoicing. I, I have all, and now I'm abounding again. I was, I was in dire need, but mm -hmm. now I'm abounding. And as, after he thanks them for that, he says in verse 19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, there's a couple of thoughts about that, Joe, that I'd really want to convey to us. It might be easy for us to say, well, Paul was in great need, and the Philippian church sent help, uh, so that's great. Uh, they, um, they, they were helping out somebody less fortunate. Uh, they, they were probably doing well, and, uh, you know, we're hearing a lot of calls for churches that are, that are strong and doing well to, to help out by giving to churches that are not, and certainly that's a, that's a good thing. And uh, we think that way very often. But with the Philippians, Joe, that's actually uh, the exact opposite, as you know. Uh, they, they were not doing well. Uh, in fact, uh, we learned the situation about them in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where Paul said that they were actually in deep poverty uh, themselves. And uh, they they actually uh, didn't know how their needs were going to be met all of the time. 
Uh, in fact, uh, when they gave to help, uh, not about this time, but a little bit earlier, uh, they gave to help the church in Jerusalem who was going through a difficult time financially. And Paul was just amazed uh, at their giving from their poverty. Uh, in yeah. fact, what he says in Second Corinthians chapter 8 is that, that they, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to Paul and these ministries that Paul was involved in, and therefore they gave to their ability and even beyond their ability. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was just looking at these verses as you were talking about it, and uh, it's great to be reminded of, of giving out of lack. And so if you, if you look at poverty in your Bible, you look up in the New Testament, there's a lot that's mm. positive mm. about the impoverished giving. And so in, mm. in 2 Corinthians 8, 2, it says that in great trial of affliction, that sounds familiar if you ask me, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. And then earlier in the Gospels, if you look at the, the widow, mm-hmm. how all of all these others, the, the widow gave her two mites, all these mm. others gave just what they, you know, what they felt like giving, and she gave out of her poverty, which mm-hmm. made so much more yeah. of a difference uh, according to Christ. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's in that context of, of the Philippians giving to God's work that they, and they're giving out of their poverty, and Paul says this, so now that we understand the context, let's listen to that verse again, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Listen, Christian, uh, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you have a wonderful promise right here, and that is that, that God will supply all your need, um, no, matter, no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through. And, you know, rather than, r- r- rather than just uh, hoarding everything for ourselves, we as Christians, we ought to be finding ways that we can minister to people. We ought to mm-hmm. continue giving to our churches. I know, I know, Joe, um, we set up uh, online giving at the church that we serve, which we had never done before, but we got that set up, and, and I wanted to be the first one to do it. I wanted, <laughs> wanted to, to, to give in that. Somebody beat me, actually. One of our church <laughs> members that was helping me set it up, she beat me to it, but I was second. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, to do that because... Not because I have a lot, but because I said, you know what, I, I, I want to give in the midst of this time because I have an unlimited supply. And it's a testimony to, to our trust. Mm. Do we trust mm. in the God of money? Mm. And I'm not, I'm not telling you money's bad. If you're mm. listening and you think, do we trust in money or do we trust in the one mm. who, who commands all things and mm. who holds all things? I don't know. I, I, I totally agree. And when we're trusting in him... Uh, I want to want to say it again. I have a I have an endless supply. Now I don't have an endless supply personally. Uh, believe me, uh, that's very that's very obvious. But notice what he says that he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So so he, here's the cool thing. Even if Walmart's supply chain runs out, God's never does. Uh, no matter what happens around us, even, even if our the, the supply chain in our entire country was to somehow come to a total halt, which it has not yet, it seemed like it some, but uh, even if that was to happen, God's supply never runs out. And that's why David uh, in the Old Testament and in, in the Psalms said, 
I've, I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. And so Christian out there, I just want to encourage us, um, man, don't fall into the trap of fear of, oh no, we're not going to have anything to eat. Uh, we're not going to be able to have clothes. You know, how am I going to do this? Uh, listen, we may not have everything we want. Uh, I know, I know I certainly don't, uh, but you know what? we will have everything we need because God is our source of supply. And that's what Paul had experienced uh, himself when he was abased, when he was hungry. Uh, and uh, as it talks about in that paragraph, but then he experienced God's supply in more abundance when the Philippians were able to give. And now he's telling them in the same way God has provided for me uh, through you, uh, he is going to provide for you through someone. And that is just a, a basic principle uh, throughout God's word. So whether we're rich or whether we're poor, uh, wherever we are, uh, we should be looking to God uh, for our supply. And we should be asking him, uh, now now that you've supplied this, how do you want me to use that uh, for, for me and my family and for my church family and for the people around me? Uh, because because God is our source of supply. Hmm. Hey, listener, here's what I'm going to be praying for you and for myself about uh, Philippians 4.10 in, in line with this. says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Paul's speaking to the Philippian church. He says, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Here's what I know. None of us lacks opportunity mm. to care for somebody right now, mm. and that includes our financial ability. And so I'm going to be praying for God to lead me in the right direction with that. Maybe it'll be buying groceries uh, for someone that I know needs them. Maybe it'll be uh, taking care of a bill for somebody that I uh, have grown to care for. Or maybe it'll be totally random. Uh, but my prayer is that in this time, my trust will be in God, uh, not in my money and not in my financial stability. So I hope you will seek that as well. President Ballard, I don't know if you're ready to wrap this up. I assume you are, but is there a closing thought you want to give us or a few more thoughts you feel like giving us? Well, one of the things I've learned, Joe, is in this isolation time that uh, we, we just don't ever want to stop talking when we're we talking don't. to someone, but I think we better. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just uh, let me just wrap it up uh, with, with this to our listeners. Hey, thanks for listening. And, and this is what I do not want you to forget, no matter what is going around on around you. God is your source of supply, and he will meet your every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. That ought to charge us up, and uh, let's get out there socially distanced, but let's get on mission too. Uh, thank you for joining us for Perspectives on Perseverance today. If you'd like to know more about Northeastern Baptist College and what's going on here, uh, you can visit us on the web at nebcvt.org. Uh, we have canceled our preview day uh, we are not allowed to give tours, at least for the remainder of the semester. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at Perspectives on Perseverance at nebcvt.org. Uh, no matter what today may bring, persevere and have a great day in Jesus. From the heart of the Northeast, for the hearts of the world, we will soldiers to the right or left we will not fear we will not run we will not quit for we
Christ strength and armor 